going into this conversation with our guest in just a moment, you cannot, as, as Dad pointed out, you cannot sow to the wind without reaping the whirlwind. And this is just another evidence of that. My goodness. Uh, America, the land of the brave, the home of the free, and yeah, we do these kind of things. Wow, makes you wonder. Yep, it does. Uh, it just and, tells and you where the church world's at. Well, it does. Uh, the church is is empty. And then, Jerry, there's a there's a flip side to that. Uh, what you're saying, and the flip side is, uh, there are those folks that are in church uh, Sunday after Sunday, uh, Wednesday night after Wednesday night. When the church lights are open, they're there, and some are uh, just what we'd call anchors, um, and that presents a, a interesting uh, consideration that we want to talk about this morning, and there is a new book that has just been published. Uh, it is fresh. Uh, you will absolutely uh, enjoy reading Don't Die in the Pew, and uh, the book is written by Krista Smith, and we're honored and pleased and excited to have uh, Krista with us on WGYJ this morning. Good morning, Krista. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Glad well, to have you with us. Where are you, Krista? Greenville, South Carolina. Very well. So you survived the storms that came through, uh, was it Hurricane Florence? Is that right? That's right. Greenville situated in, in just the right spot. I, I've come to realize we picked the right place for home <laughs> because every time there's a storm, it just somehow passes us right by. <laughs> My mom and dad live in Alaska. Okay. And oh, they okay. often call me <laughs> just to check on us. And, and we, the weather was fine, but the news sure looked bad. <laughs> ah, well, ah, yeah. there for a little while we thought maybe the Carolinas were going to be, you know, whitewashed with water and the storms right, and right. just cleaned up. But, uh, well, uh, it's nice to have you with us this morning, and I kind of find interesting the title of your book. Uh, are you saying, don't go to church? <laughs> Jerry, Absolutely no. Absolutely <laughs> not. No, and, and, you know, it was meant to have some shock value, you know, because I think that um, for those of us that are in church, sometimes... We can get complacent, you know, mm -hmm. we can get complacent with the Word of God, and, mm -hmm. you know, over, you know, the Bible says that in the last days that they'll heap up teachers for themselves, saying what their itching ears want to hear, and so it told us and it warned us that a time would come when things were going to be different in the Church, and so we have to be watching for that, and Jesus told us that also, and I really believe that we're in those times. Hey, well, Krista, I want to tell you, i gotta, I got to preface this to say that you're talking to two PKs right here, two preacher's kids. We were right, we were born in the church, and we've been in church all our life, and so your message mm -hmm. is very and David, valid. David needs to hear your message this morning. <laughs> Listen, Krista, Dad was preaching, and Jerry was down there cutting up, and Daddy would stop preaching and take him out and, and spank him. Yes. Uh, no, that was David. He forgot. <laughs> It was Jerry's fault. <laughs> yeah. They're the rock well, for the child. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, there is a great falling away that the Bible says would happen, and I think that's probably true where a lot of churches uh, sit empty now that were busy uh, 10 years ago. And I think the great falling away is caused by just some of the issues you're addressing in your book, and that is a false doctrine, uh, a false doctrine that right. leads to complacency and our 
quote, hypocrites and or you can do what you want to. And there is no difference between Christians and the world. Yeah, I've, and I've so confessed Jesus people, Christ, and so I can go live how I want yeah. to, and I'm going to make it in the pearly gates. Right. And people don't want to be in church. Well, and, and we're embracing all of it nowadays. You know, you can just come with all the baggage, and there's no call anymore for, in many of our churches today for, you know, us to a call to righteousness. Um, just come as you are and stay that way, frankly. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and today, most people want an easy religion, yep. you know, and we dwell solely on the love of Jesus, but ignoring the clarity of Scripture on topics like salvation and endurance can lead to a counterfeit experience. Well, mm-hmm. it says, come out from the world and be separate, and I can't see any difference right now between the church and the world. Can you? Right. No, it's hard to tell. You know, lives that are very parallel to uh, people that are, are living in the world. And, you know, and so it, it's a great danger to the many people who aren't opening their Bibles to confirm there that what go. they're being taught is actually the truth. That's it. You, you just touched right on, the, on, on my hot topic. Uh, another a good friend of ours who actually grew up with us here, uh, he just recently wrote a book, too, and released it. He says the same thing, Krista, that you just said. And, you know, the Word of God is going to confirm itself, and I believe that's what's happened right there. He, he really encourages the readers to get your Bible out and with a purpose and determination say, you know, I am going to read, I'm going to read, I'm going to read, I'm going to read, and not depend on somebody speaking to tell me what it is that God expects of us. That's right. You know, and there's the verse in the Bible that I think just kind of confirms the point we're talking about, where it says that the Berean Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica because they searched the Scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was the truth. Yeah, that's so. So you would say then a big challenge to all of us, and and I'm gonna have to say WGYJ is a Christian radio station, and and you know it's a it's a missionary effort of Gospel Light Church here. And we would hope that, and God only knows who listens because we're streaming online around the world, that the message of the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel, the whole gospel for the whole world would reach someone at a time when they need it. And, and as such, in line with the message that you're talking about, Krista, in this book, the people that are listening to WGYJ need to sit up and take notice. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, if it's true that once we're saved, there's no possibility to lose our salvation, you know, the, the issue, I think, is that believers on both sides of that question are in good standing. But on the other hand, if we find in the Bible mm-hmm. that what so many of our churches today are, you know, are telling us, so many of our pastors are giving us this complacent sense of safety, essentially, uh, you know, then that position, if, if salvation can be lost, is correct then the eternity of many misguided mm. Christians, you know, that are lukewarm is in serious jeopardy. That is absolutely true. And and the complacency, it becomes, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's almost rote. It's something that we do like a, like a machine. Oh, okay, it's Sunday morning, so I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to church and I'm going to sit there and we're going to sing and dad's going to speak and then we're going to go home and we're going to do other things and a lot of times when we're sitting there in church our mind is anywhere and everywhere else but focused on worship and and receiving and diligently uh or i'm going to even say aggressively pursuing god right 
Right. And, you know, the Bible's our authenticating light. It's how we filter truth. So that's, what you know, where we've got to be in it. Uh, it was Charles Spurgeon, I think, who said discernment is not knowing the difference between right and wrong. It's knowing the difference between right and almost right. And isn't that the truth? You know, because we know that Satan is the counterfeit, so he comes as an angel of light. And of course, we know right from the word that he he got right into the church right away. Sure. Wow, that was, that was evident. Uh, even when Paul was, uh, <laughs> even Peter and Paul had some issues there. Uh, as you read the the scripture and study it, they, it's interesting how conflict can occur in church. And maybe I don't know if that's what runs people away from church. Not fully right. understanding right. and applying the gospel as it's supposed to be. Well, I've often heard, Jerry, people make the statement that uh, I don't go to church. It's an excuse. Okay. You hear them every day. I don't go to church because there's a bunch of hypocrites there. Have you ever heard that? I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, and, and so at the end of the day, um, it's not an issue. Jesus Christ and the, and the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ is not based on any other person. It's based on Christ and Christ alone. And if we're looking at other people to influence our reaction to Christ, then we're looking in the wrong direction. Yeah. They're always going to fail us. It's true. There's only one that we've got to set the standard and, and look to. You're right. So where can we get a copy of your book? Don't die well, you can get it at Amazon, okay. uh, Barnes & Noble. We've got a website as well that's uh, don'tdieinthepew.com. I'm curious, well, easy enough. are yeah, people like interested in your book? What, are you, what kind of response are you getting? I'm curious, are people interested well, in your book? Are you getting good response? We are. We've, we've gotten our first five reviews, and they're all five stars, so I, I think we're getting some good traction with getting the word out. You know, I didn't set out to actually become an author, so... Um, I, I'm not truly trying to push this as a business model. It's it's a ministry wholeheartedly. Okay. And so uh, really my mission is trying to reach uh, pastors, you know, because the shepherds are going to teach the flock. And so mm. I feel like this is a word for the church. And as the pastors, you know, really get into this and open, you know, open up to really considering maybe they have been taught wrong. You know, that that's the thing about our church history is so fascinating. You know, I thought it was really interest, interesting um, to find that the once saved, always saved doctrine was virtually untaught until John Calvin in the 16th century. You know, so I believe that it's pretty fair to say mm. um, that it would have been considered a dangerous heresy by early church fathers like St. Augustine or even Martin Luther. You know, and I just think that's really interesting that if we look at it, and, and it's one of the things I lay out in the book, is some of that church history to kind of get just an overview of being able to see a big picture here that we're trusting what's been taught and what's been taught, you know, to somebody else and taught to somebody else all through the years. And, you know, sometimes it's kind of like that telephone conversation where that little game you play as a child and they put the, you know, whisper in somebody's ear and, and see how the story comes out 10 people later. You know, and so I just, that's that's really actually, uh, just to continue that point, um, the Reformation was really kind of around the same sort of issue, although it was a different struggle within the Church. You know, it was changing things from the, the Roman Catholic Church on a whole other level of where they were, um, basically had people buying and indul- purchasing indulgences, being able to pay your way um, out of purgatory, 
and uh, pay for, you know pay for your sins. And so that's really where the Reformation came about with Martin Luther. And so looking at that even in church history and realizing it's you know just a depiction of how far um, we can come when we just rely on the word of man and not on the word yep. of God. Yep. You know, and we have to be so careful that we're checking up on. The people that we're entrusting That's right. to teach That's right. us and lead Krista, us. Krista, I hate to interrupt right now. It's top of the hour. We've got to take a break and get the news in. Uh, we'd like to pick this up on the other side of the news. Uh, and if you will pardon us for just a few minutes, we need to take care of a little bit of housekeeping here. We will pick up this conversation on the other side of our newscast. And Krista, I would also like to another focus of your book, Don't Die in the Pew, is Israel and the and right. the idea that's passing around in churches today that it's known as the replacement theology that the church is Israel of today. And so hold those thoughts. We'll pick it up on the other side of the news. WGYJ LP at more. Thanks for listening to W and G and Y and J and L and P. All right, it is 7.06 on day number eight. Count down the month of November here along the Gulf Coast. It's uh, pea soup out there this morning, Jerry. That is BR, uh, aviation language. That's baby rain. And it's everywhere out there today. And uh, we do have a chance of some shower activity yet today. And then again, uh, overnight tonight and tomorrow. So as you're out and about traveling, uh, number one, be safe. That's most important. Number two, keep your radio on 93.5 FM WGYJLP. And we're going to keep some fabulous music coming your way. And this morning, we are honored to have with us a uh, first-time guest and a uh, author, uh, Krista Smith. And the book, Don't Die in the Pew, uh, the book has just recently been released. You can find it on Amazon. You can also go to the website, uh, Don't Die in the Pew, and there's not an apostrophe in the <coughs> don't there. It's simply uh, word.com. and again, do not put an apostrophe in the uh, don't, uh, and that'll take you to the website, and uh, you'll find out more information uh, about Krista. She is the president of a uh, Christian Academy in Greenville, South Carolina. And she has quite an interesting uh, history as well. Krista, good morning. Once again, welcome you in to uh, WGYJ. Glad to have you with us this morning. Good morning. Glad to be here. I have a question for you. The previous yes. president of the United States declared the United States was no longer a Christian nation. How does that factor into uh, this book that you wrote? Aren't well, I, I would say that's probably a fair assessment, um, although I don't know if you asked many professing Christians um, that they would agree. You know, I think that we've just grown into this complacent sense of safety within the Church as we've watered down the Gospel, you know, and the Word of the Lord has warned us about, about doing that, about wandering from the truth, and um, I, I think we've wandered from the truth. The end result is like we have in Ventura County, California this yep. morning. 13 yep. dead. They're still yep. trying to get everybody out from a mass shooting last night where there is no value of life anymore. And that is right. a wandering away from the Scripture. Krista, I want to give you an observation 
I served in a elected uh, elected position with the Ports Bandit Creek Indians. Fifteen years, I served on the tribal council, and as a result, when you're in an elected office, when there's a funeral, you're there. You're you're you respond to those. Right. Not just those funerals, but in general, all of the funerals that I go to, I have. I have never been to a funeral in my lifetime where the preacher did not put the person inside the pearly gates. Exactly. (laughs) And as much as we want to believe that, you know, as much as we really do want to believe that, the reality is the Lord said that many will say to me, Lord, Lord, you know, and he'll say, depart from me. I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness. You know, and so we also have scripture, I believe it's Second Peter, um, he was, uh, Peter was speaking of Paul's message, and he said his letter, letters contain things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. He said, dear friends, since you've been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall." From your secure position, mm. but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Well, you're going contrary to uh, open the doors for everything. That's not. <laughs> that's not nice. What's that? <laughs> I, I said you're going contrary to the current philosophy of open the door to everything at church. Oh right, you're, right. You're not. You're not well, being kind. You're being. You're. You're being divisive. It might not be loving, right? But That's the thing right. is, we have to understand there's a fullness of the gospel. Uh, we can't take one scripture and set it right. up and above all of the others. Uh-huh. And that's what we're doing, because now there are uh, homosexual pastors. Yep. There are, yep, right. and go down that long list yep. of things that are uh, watered down. And yeah, that is an interesting question. How do you approach the the homosexuals, or how do you approach a, a woman who's had an abortion and a man that was a part of that? Or how do you I, approach the doctors or the nurses that are performing the abortion? Supposed to do it in love, but there are s- specific things that are a problem with that, and you're addressing that well, in your Jesus, book. Right, and when Jesus came, and, and he did, you know, he fellowship with sinners, but, you know, when he came, every time he would say, go and sin no more. Ah, you know, we've been called to righteousness, yes. you know? That's it. And the word says, you know, that we are actually called to live a holy life. In fact, I think it's, you know, even more interesting that 1 Thessalonians 4, I believe it's 7 and 8, says, For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Mm. Therefore, anyone who Mm. rejects this instruction doesn't just reject a human being, but God, the Mm. very God who gives you his Holy Spirit. Yeah. So, so, you know, we're given instructions in the Bible for things we're to do, and we're given help from the Spirit to do them. You know, but we, the other thing is, along the lines of what you're saying, I believe that, you know, the Church has, has become big business in some ways. And, you know, the message, the true authentic message of the Gospel isn't as appealing, you know, as just, you know, the full acceptance of, you know, there is no call to anything that's going to make you uncomfortable. Boy, the other, the other day I was I was out riding my motorcycle one Sunday afternoon and came into a farm area. Uh, Jerry, Dad, they had uh, it's biblical. I say whoever set the farm up was a Christian because on the right hand they had the sheep and on the left they had the goats. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So a preview of what's to come yeah. from a biblical perspective. Right. There are there are a lot of people that think they're sheep, but they're uh, <laughs> goats. They're they're probably going to be called. Right. <laughs> and a lot of people don't understand well, that. Well, and you know, I think. It's true, it's true, and I think that some of the confusion can come in when people don't get into the Word for themselves and yep. really search the Scriptures, yep. you know, because yep. they'll take the verse that says we're saved by by grace alone, and, and I believe that. I do I wholeheartedly believe sure. that it's not by works. You know, the Bible says it's by grace we've been saved through right. faith, it's not right. from yourself, it's the gift of God, not by works. Okay. I agree. But the Bible also says faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? You know, and I think that then people get into, well, the Bible contradicts itself. Well, not really. It really and truly doesn't. If you read all of it and you will start understanding the context and look at who is being spoken to, you start to understand the story. Correct. Well, I, you mentioned the, the tangling years scenario. That's where we are as a church world now. Is there a return do you think to the times when holiness was preached and lived uh, in the American church world, are, are we past that point where we cannot go back? Well, I'm not God, but the Word of God says that there will be a return when Jesus sets his feet on the Mount of Olives and he rules from, from David's throne. So mm. there will be a return to holiness. Okay, so, so Jerry, you kind of took us there, Krista. Let's dive off into Israel, okay? Right now, it's popular, and you hear it by some of the scholars who will tell you that the church, there's no such thing as the nation Israel that was in the Old Testament, that that's long gone, and that the Israel today is not the Israel of the Bible, that the church now represents Israel. Let's talk about that just a little bit. The... The theology, it's called the replacement doctrine, the replacement theology. Um, where are you at on this, Krista? Well, you know, replacement theology, you know, essentially, like you said, meaning that everywhere that Scripture indicates a future blessing or prophecy for Israel, that it no longer would apply to them, and instead the Jewish people would be disregarded, and we would put ourselves in place there in Scripture as the Church. You know, but it couldn't be further from the church or from the truth. Um, you know, there's many Christians that believe that because of Israel's continual disobedience throughout history and their unbelief, that the church has actually replaced Israel with regard to God's plan, His blessing, and even the end times prophecies. But this is the thing. So, if we look back just a hundred years, the idea of a restored Jewish nation was absolutely inconceivable. So, you know, for the last, and I see why the Church has, you know, come up with this. I can understand, I guess, why it has happened in some regard. Um, you know, for the last 2,000 years, just as prophecy foretold, Israel was a desolate wasteland. You know, so there's all these prophecies about Israel being restored after the Jewish people had been scattered throughout the earth since the time shortly after Jesus, all the way until May 14th. 1948. So all the way from Jesus' time to 1948, we didn't see these prophecies uh, actually coming into fruition. But that is the reason we've got to get into the Bible and see what did God say He was going to do so we can refresh ourselves, so we can understand how this is unfolding in our time, because we're literally witnessing a modern-day miracle with what God is doing, restoring His people. He's, he's doing it right before our eyes. 
You know, Krista, I have to introduce to you the chairman of the board and the pastor here at Gospel Light, our dad, Mark Gaiman. He's sitting over here, and he's about just go get happy over here. He, he took us to Israel. You guys don't want to get me started. Well, we, we did. <laughs> he took us, Krista. He took all of his children. There was 43 of us that went to Israel back in 2011 yeah. for 10 days. Mm. That was awesome. That was a fabulous uh, oh, life. It, my it life. We absolutely are with you 100 percent. And and dad. Well, I uh, in listening to you and my mind goes back to my school days. And uh, of course, I was uh, schooled in the radical. Uh, well, uh, I'm trying to pull out the name now of the individual who opposed uh, John Calvin. It was one of his own students. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, of course, I was uh, radically uh, educated along that line, and so I am a radical uh, believer uh, that one can, and we're warned and warned and warned, one can lose out with God. King Saul, mm -hmm. filled with the Spirit of God. God had given him a new heart. That's the equivalent. He lived before his, uh, <laughs> his dispensation. Uh, he had a new heart. He had, was filled with the Holy Ghost. And yet, God's Spirit left him. And what a tragic... Well, well a tragic end of a life. The, you, you, you always hear that the scriptures quoted that there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Okay? Yeah. yeah. We believe that. Krista, I know you address that as well. Well, I absolutely agree with you. There is nothing in all of creation that can separate us. And if we look at that list, everything that's listed in the scripture is an external force. And so nothing can. Nothing can take me away. God right. is able to hold me, yep. you know, but I can. I have free will. Yep. You know, I can choose to go my own way. I can choose to, you know, the Lord said that we're to remain in Him. And, I, you know, I think, I don't know what someone who wants to think that we're totally secure and put their head in the sand on this does when we get to John fifteen four through 11, where Jesus said, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit there by itself. Go. It must remain in the vine. And then he gets down to the end of this. I'm going to skip a little bit. And he says, if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Mm -hmm. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. Yeah, because they didn't produce um, fruit. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's interesting for me. Uh, we, we, for a moment there, we were talking about Israel and her history and all. And um, uh, it's interesting for me to observe that this replacement theory is emerging larger out of the Calvinistic school. And I think that uh, uh, when, you, when you analyze the Calvinistic school of thinking that is so predominant in our day, that it goes back to that twisted theology of uh, God decreeing everything, um, I'm trying to get the word in my mind, uh, where uh, what shall be will be, <laughs> that kind of uh, foolishness, and that God decrees everything. If God decreed you're going to be lost, there's not a thing in this world you can do, you're going to be lost. Or on the other hand, right. if God decreed that you're going to be saved, you're going to be saved irregardless of how you live. That wicked doctrine has opened up the floodgates 
of our present day Calvinistic viewpoints. And that has mm. bled over into Israel, Israel's present state. Uh, and uh, it, it, it has warped that whole picture. Yeah. So it Chris, has, you know, but, but there's scripture that's clear. And that's the part, I guess, that, you know, there's a lot of, of the word in this book yes, that I've is. laid out because yes, I really feel like, <laughs> yeah, it's more important to, to actually let's look at the word, not mm-hmm. just what Krista thinks about things, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm trying to lay out in this book um, a guide essentially to walk people through mm-hmm. uh, to find the scriptures that actually show them this path to, to get our thinking straight, you know, but the Lord on Israel, he didn't just prophesy over the people. He prophesied to the land also, you know, and and, um, there's a prophecy from Ezekiel 36, and I think, if it's okay, I would like to share this one, because I feel like it's so prominent with um, the point that you're making, uh, that that Israel has not been replaced. And here we have this scripture that had not been fulfilled through 2,000 years, but yet we're seeing it today. And he said back, you know, 2,700 years ago, but you, mountains of Israel, will produce branches of fruit for my people. They will soon come home. I am concerned for you and will look on you with favor. You will be plowed and sown, and I will cause my people to live on you. Yes, all of Israel. The towns will be inhabited and the ruins rebuilt. I will increase the number of people and animals living on you. I will Mm -hmm. settle people on you as in the past and will make you prosper more than before. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Therefore, says Uh, say to the Israelites, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, it isn't for your sake, people of Israel, that I'm going to do these things, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations where you have gone. The desolate land will be cultivated instead of lying desolate in the sight of all who pass through it. They will say this land that was laid to waste has become like the Garden of Eden. Then the nations around you that remain will know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt what was destroyed and have replanted what was desolate. I, the Lord, have spoken spoken, and will do it. Yes, yes. Oh, hey, and, and, uh, and the tremendous the tremendous amount of passages that deal with that very thing. I've, I cannot conceive uh, of different times I've given, uh, well, as uh, uh, sermons, uh, uh, kind of a lecture uh, on the uh, uh, present-day Israel. And, woo, the, the Old Testament, the New Testament, it is packed full of the recognition that God would deal with his naughty boy <laughs> yeah, and uh, leading right. up to the crises of the day of Jacob's trouble, yeah. uh, the great tri- right. tri- tribulation great when the church is gone and this world turns into a literal hell. Ooh. And, and it's a, it, that whole thing is designed to bring Israel to her knees and... Uh, I remember a friend of mine had visited Israel, and he was talking with a guide. Uh, that was right after, uh, what, the Seven-Day War or something, one of the wars. And uh, uh, they were going down through the Gaza Strip and seeing the military mm-hmm. machinery mm-hmm. all blowed up and burned up and so forth. And uh, he turned to the guide, called his name, and said, don't, don't you see the acts of God in protecting you all? And uh, this is how the guard, re- uh, the guide returned. He said, "Well, he sure did need our help." <laughs> well, 
<laughs> uh, that, that's the uh, braggadocious uh, type of atmosphere. And God is going to humble them down okay. to where, as Jesus said, uh, they, they're going to beg for the day when they say, yeah. blessed is he that cometh in right. the name I of the hate, Lord. Guys, this conversation is, is awesome. We've got Krista, we... I'm going to go ahead and put in a request that we need to get you back again, and, and let's pick up on this conversation down the road. But there's there's so much that we could bring out and, and discuss, and our time is going to be limited. But uh, a couple of points there uh, that I want to throw out there, and Jerry, I know Jerry's got some. In the Scripture, you often hear, uh, and and this is from the view of one saved, always saved. All you got to do is say, God, forgive me, and you're good. You're going to heaven, okay, no matter what you're doing. What about the illustration, the story that's given about the uh, the son who takes his inheritance and leaves his father, goes to a foreign land and squanders his resources and ends up working uh, in a pig pen. And finally he comes to his senses and he comes back. And at a great distance his father sees him afar off. And what are the words that his father says to him? This... He, he says, get the fatty calf. We're going to celebrate this, my son, which was dead, lost, yeah. which right. was lost, is found. Hello. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Well, I know that the conversation today has kind of gone across a, a number of topics, we got to remind people, you're writing a book, Do Not Die in the Pew. Uh, that book is available, and David, give the address where she can get it again. We're about to get up to news again in just about three minutes. We're yep. about, about to wrap this up. All right. That this, said, how do you get the book? Well, and just, just to tack on to that last thing you said on, on that parable, um, when you said my son was dead and is alive again, I think that's an important piece of that to, to notice, that it says alive again. You know, which indicates that at one time we were we were spiritually he was spiritually dead, or he was alive, was dead and alive again. There you go. Exactly. Which really, biblically speaking, is to be dead, which is to be unsaved, mm -hmm. and to be alive is to be saved. Mm -hmm. You know, so so we need to not miss the fact that he says the son is alive again. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Well, and the, and the idea, the myth that that just believe is going to get you into heaven. Uh, there's scripture that that specifically responds to that and who who's going to be in heaven and the scripture plainly says he that does the will of the father the will not just believes right. but does so but there's, there's there's some things there's other happen. things that are missing in that and, and salvation comes to those that do what they have to repent and that's not talked anymore right. today then uh, in this just say come into my heart jesus and it's over with and you ain't got to do nothing. No, well, without repentance, there is right. no forgiveness of sin. Mm -hmm. There's a verse at 2 Thessalonians 2.13, and the Apostle Paul is explaining that salvation has two components. He said it requires lordship through the process of sanctification and faith. And here's what he said. He said, God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth to which he has called you by our gospel for the obtaining of the glory of the Lord of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I, you bring up another thought and that's that two, is the delusion. Two different works yeah. right there. Uh, that's correct. But there's a delusion of the word of God by the reinterpretations that are presented now. So many different versions of the Bible are out there. And a lot ah, of the, yeah. the specific words like sanctification yeah. are gone. Yep. 
the dilute right. the deleting of the scripture. Yep. That's your translation. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, this is a fun wow. conversation. We need to do it again. Krista, uh, when, when get can your we sign you up? We need, look, do you ever come down to the Gulf Coast? Because we need to just get y'all to stop right here at WGYJ, a gospel Light <laughs> church, and, and, and bring your books, and let's, let's do this. Uh, this is an absolutely we would love to visit. incredible book that you have put together. Uh, we encourage people to go to the website, uh, and I want to throw in there, there's no apostrophe in the don't, but it's simply uh, don't die in the pew, all one one word there, no spaces. Don't without the apostrophe. Don't die in the pew dot com, and you can get the book there. Krista, we thank you so much for taking time out uh, this morning. Uh, you've had quite an interesting life. Uh, just reading in your book, you tell some of the details, and uh, it's amazing to me that uh, the message of this gospel has. Uh, so convicted you and here is the evidence in this book and it's such a valid book uh we encourage folks to reach out and to respond and uh check out the book don't die in the pew krista thank you so much uh again i hate that our time is is running out on us you know i guess that's what eternity's all for so we don't run out of time right <laughs> that's right <laughs> Thank you well, there's, again. There's certainly plenty, plenty to talk about on both of these topics. Krista, any parting comments from you to our listeners? Well, I think, you know, it's just important to just stay in our Bible. We've got to open it up. We've got to get into the Word, and we, we can't rely on what a man is teaching us. You know, we, the Bible says that um, faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the Word of God, and that we don't need a man to teach us, but the Holy Spirit... The anointing that you've received from the Holy Spirit will teach us in all things. Yep, yep, yep. Very good. Uh, thank you so much again for joining us. We will post this conversation on the uh, radio station Facebook page. I'll have it on my Facebook page. We will share that. And if anybody else needs it uh, and you're not on Facebook, then uh, just you can reach out to me, 251-253-8219. Uh, or you can email me at dgaman, D-G-E-H-M-A-N, at light935fm.com, and I can email a copy of this to you. Very important. Uh, Krista, again, thank you, and we look forward to having more conversations with you uh, in the future. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. Krista Smith. You as well. Krista Smith, the author of the book, Don't Die in the Pew. WGYJ LP at more.